14 years ago, I brushed all of my hopes and dreams of becoming a bilingual family underneath the rug, along with lots of crushed Cheerios. Who would ever guess that now with five kids, we'd be on this bilingual adventure and leading a worldwide movement of family language learning. Welcome to the very first episode of the Building Bilingual Families podcast. How is your family learning a second language going to change the world? Hola. Well, on this podcast, we share the stories of families opening a world of possibilities to their kids through learning a language together. We get honest about struggles of not having kids speak back in their second tongue, and we give you the tools as either a native or non-native speaker to help your kids grow over the long haul. By simply being here, we recognize you are a unique parent, and it's a privilege to be in your company. So welcome to the Building Bilingual Families podcast. I'm Adrian Babbitt, along with my co-host, Juan Mendoza. We're excited to give you a sneak peek inside the homes of families who are successfully teaching and learning two languages. Everyone has a unique story that is driving them to become a bilingual household. For some, it is to carry on on their heritage language and connect their children to their culture and their grandparents. For others, it's a passion to be a bridge builder in their community and to give their children the amazing future advance and brain benefits of bilingualism. Now, whatever your personal purpose is, we are so glad that you are here. Click the subscribe button and listen in every week to get the skills and belief to help you succeed. And with that introduction to the show, let me introduce my co-host Juan Mendoza. Juan is a father of three children and has been married for 14 years to the love of his life, Diore. They live in Monterey, Mexico, and he's an engineer and works in a laboratory. He's also currently studying psychology and psychoanalysis. Now, Juan and his family love connecting with others, and learning another language helps them make those connections. His family has helped several families learn Spanish over Zoom sessions in the Family Language Exchange. And Adrian is a mom of five children, married for 20 years to her sweetheart, Mike. They live in Charlotte, North Carolina, where they have led efforts to build bridges in their community with native, native Spanish speakers and local refugees. In addition, they have been learning Spanish as a family and sharing their story through outreach efforts, including a bilingual tour bus in a 30-foot motorhome this fall. Wow. Is that me? (laughs) I sound a little crazy, (laughs) Wad. But I guess I should say we're just adventuresome, right? We're adventuresome people. (laughs) Now, this episode is going to be a little unique in that I'm going to tell you about my story. How I, as a mom, went from knowing no Spanish to leading this global movement of families sharing their languages with each other around the world. Now, I'm the founder of Learn With Me Languages, and during the time when the world was all shutting down during COVID-19, we were opening up the first ever guided program for families to exchange languages online together. Now, I asked to Adrian if I could interview her in this first episode because for me, her story was inspiring. 
Our family is part of the Family Language Exchange, and I want her to share with you how she created it. Well, Juan, I, I'm glad to share my story. And it's really because, you know, I know that, and you know this as well, the path to bilingualism can be a real challenging for families, right? And um, certainly my journey came with a lot of bumps in the road. Well, I am so excited. Let's get started. Okay, fabuloso. Okay. <laughs> so, Adrian, obviously you are from the United States, right? You don't have any native, like, Spanish-speaking heritage. What inspired you to become so passionate about learning language as a family? Yeah, absolutely. So I think, really, if I were to rewind time on this, and here, we're, like, going way back. <laughs> when I was a child, um, I was from a very homogenous part of the United States, Salt Lake City, Utah, and there was not a lot of diversity in our community So when my family moved to a new area and I changed schools um, going into third grade, I remember vividly going into a classroom and just feeling so nervous and scared. And there were two people who befriended me that first year. And that was a girl whose family was from Iran and another girl whose family was from China. And they didn't look like the other kids in class, but they accepted me. So, you know, I think ever since then, I've always been drawn to people with, you know, from other cultures, and I've been fascinated to see how, um, you know, how they have tried living here in the United States and um, learning English and, and keeping their own culture at the same time. I remember my friend from China attended school every Saturday at a Chinese school so she could continue learning that very difficult language. And so, you know, the decorations in her home, the Mandarin that they spoke, it all fascinated me. And I became so interested in other cultures ever since. I actually think that I relate more to people who are different than me in some ways than people who are very similar to me. So that was the spark, right? I love that. Now, many people dream to being able to speak another language. And it is a whole different thing to learn a language and also teach it to their own children. Tell me, how did you start on this journey? Well, when my first daughter was a year old, I became interested in teaching her Spanish. My husband had spent two years during his college time um, learning Spain in learning Spanish in Spain. And he was fluent in the language. Actually, when we were first married, he was working in sales in Latin America. So I realized that we had this incredible opportunity to give our daughter the gift of Spanish when she was young, which would hopefully be much more effective than when I tried learning French in high school. <laughs> I didn't do so well. <laughs> But, you know, consistency was our real problem. Like I said, he was traveling a lot in sales and When he came home, he would try to speak to me, but I became so frustrated because I knew just a little bit of the language. Um, you know, he would direct me to do something or ask me a question and I didn't understand. <laughs> so in trying to solve this, I took a class at the community college and I signed up and went there for a couple of weeks. And the person speaking the class spoke all in really fast Spanish and it was, whew, 
just like going over my head. <laughs> they had homework and I was working full time as well. So I just gave up. We kind of like swept the dream underneath the rug with all the crushed Cheerios, right? <laughs> so we can we can say that that was your first attempt, right? Obviously not very successful, but what happened next? Well, I had four more children after that, oh. including, I know, <laughs> including twins who um, were twins. And so I don't know what it was that inspired me in this situation, but I'm like, I think we should try being a bilingual family again. Everything <laughs> said that this was not possible. You know, here I have this busy household. And if I felt overwhelmed with one child, I was truly overwhelmed with the five that we had. So, you know, this time taking a class at the community college was simply out of the question. And I really didn't have time to fit in regular study on my own. And so I took a different approach and I decided that I would try to learn the language during my daily life, taking care of my home, doing work, being with my kids. And I would do this by writing down the phrases that I wanted to learn in Spanish. And then I would check them on Google Translate and with my husband um, so I could try using them. I also went to library story times in Spanish. And, you know, after a few months of doing this, I was feeling like I had made leaps of progress. You know, it was surprising <laughs> to me because my first real conversations in Spanish with like native speakers I learned that animals on the farm and the colors of the rainbow actually don't help you speak with other people in Spanish. Tell me about it. What learned your first attempt to speak into the Spanish with other native speaking like? Oh my goodness, Juan, I was lost. Like, like really, everything they would say would come out so fast and When I tried to speak and use what I knew, like, like literally I felt like a frog was in my throat. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> so, you know, actually speaking the language, that was the hardest thing for me at the start. That's interesting to hear you to say, because I have heard you speaking Spanish with me. And now, even if everything isn't correct, you speak with a lot of confidence. What's changed to you? Well, you know, it's interesting that you say that because, you know, we found now over the last few years of doing this as a family, there's a secret sauce to learning a second language. And it's what you really need to speak the language rather than just learn it. But what is that? You really need connection. You need mm. to have people to speak the language with. And when you have those people, they motivate you to learn more. They have to understand where you're at and you have to be excited about sharing this journey with each other. Okay, but how did you find these connections? Um, well, you know, to find the people who I needed to speak with, I had to ask around. Um, you know, so I asked native Spanish speakers if they could help me. And you know what they said? <laughs> they said no. <laughs> what? Why? Why you, say no? uh, you know, it's true. They said no, because a lot of them are really busy, you know, <laughs> and like in the case of one of my friends, she already spoke English and Spanish well. 
So there wasn't really a purpose for her. But what did help is as I started telling other people, um, she actually introduced me to a friend of hers who did need to learn English. She'd been in the U.S. for 10 months and didn't have anyone else to practice with. So we messaged over Google Translate. Um, she thought that my Spanish was a lot better than it was because all of my messages were translated in Google. <laughs> and so our first conversation was literally just Google translating and doing gestures to understand each other. Um, but you know, what I found is that once I had a friend to practice the language with, it helped a lot and my Spanish improved and we were able to learn all the things together that we wanted to know that you just don't get in a classroom setting or if you study like a generic program like Rosetta Stone. I wanted to know what to say in my home with my kids mm -hmm. and she wanted to learn how to navigate the grocery store. Wow, but did you have any other struggles in, in this journey? Oh, absolutely. I don't think I would consider myself one of those people who's natural at learning a language. And I didn't have a background in studying Spanish in college or anything like that. So there's been times when I didn't feel like my language brain was on. And, you know, I said that I helped my kids learn Spanish when they were quite young, but then they reached a certain age where they started improving in their English and their use of Spanish decreased. So there's been several challenges, but what I've learned now is that it's a natural part of learning to speak mm -hmm. another language. And, you know, it's a lot like learning a musical instrument or a sport. You need to exercise. You need to try to do things to become a better player. So, you know, I think one of the thing that is best about learning a family to learning a language as a family is that You know, it opens doors that you otherwise would never have. We actually welcomed exchange students from Spanish-speaking countries into our home, and my kids were able to practice their Spanish, and they could practice their English with them. We took our whole family to Spain for a month and traveled and visited some of these exchange students' families, and it was an amazing cultural experience that you just simply don't have if you're just traveling and being a tourist. So... Um, You know, have the struggles been there? Absolutely. But the payoff has definitely been huge. Wow. But how did you start expanding what you are doing beyond your family and your language exchange partner? You know, that's a really great question. And, you know, I found that you needed to go to where the people are at, right? If you want to connect with those people, where are those people at? Now, many people in the U.S. don't know about this app that pretty much everyone across the rest of the world use, and that's WhatsApp. It's a messaging app that makes it so you can text message someone like you in Mexico for free. Um, and so I learned about this, and we started a WhatsApp group, and eventually one person would tell another, and another person would tell another, until we had about 35 um, women in this group. And wow. we would connect as a family, we'd get together and celebrate holidays together. And, you know, what was really, I guess, inspiring for me to continue this is that I saw how these families, most of them, they were not originally from the U.S. and they mm -hmm. didn't have family here. And so for them, this was like their feeling of family. And 
it really made me um, know I wanted to continue doing this and to make it my life's work to help other families um, create these connections with native Spanish speakers in our country. Okay, that's amazing, Adrian. what you have done. And I think that lead us right up to when the COVID hit and we know what happened worldwide in that time. But I am very curious, how that changed your group and your family language learning? Yes, COVID certainly had a huge impact on us. Um, and it drove us in a different direction than what we would have ever imagined. Um, but I think we're saving that for the next episode, right, Juan? No way. No, it's going to kill me to have to wait. <laughs> well, it's a story worth waiting for. So, you know, we hope that our listeners will stay tuned to the next episode to find out what happened and keep listening for more interviews that we'll be sharing of amazing stories of families succeeding in their bilingual journey. Now, many of them have been in our program this past year, and they would have never met each other if we didn't have this huge hurdle that hit us at the start of COVID-19. So stay with us to hear about it in the next episode. Thanks, Adrian. I can wait. Thank you so very much for joining us. If you haven't already, click the subscribe button and ring the bell so you can hear the second part of the story. Now, we're also on every major streaming platform, and so find us on your favorite. And if you want to start or reignite your second language learning, we are doing a founding member launch right now, and we would love to have you a part of it at the very lowest price ever. See the link in the description below or show notes or DM me. Nos vemos.